disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for all of the support, the social media engagement, um, all of the communications that um, you've all been sharing with me. Like I am so grateful for how Black Girl SOS is being received. And I really just wanted to give you all a heartfelt thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, that being said, I told you that in March we were having serious conversations only um, in honor of Women's History Month. So, today I want to talk about health care for all the obvious reasons, right? Um, if you listen to episode 18 where I mentioned an acquaintance of mine had posted that he recently lost a friend who was a black woman about my age due to um, pregnancy-related um, issues, um, I said then that we would definitely come back and touch on black women dying from pregnancy. So let's get right into that. Um, the CDC reported last year, 2019, literally just last year, that black women are three times more likely to die during pregnancy from causes related to the pregnancy. They went on to say that 60% of all pregnancy-related death could be prevented with improved health care, communication, support, and access to stable housing and transportation. Let me hold you right there. Communication and support? Communication and support. That means that we're not being heard. That means that we're not being listened to. That means we're not being believed. That means we're not being supported. That shit that don't cost a fucking dime. And we're not even getting that. So, by and large, the 60% of, of pregnancy-related deaths that could have been prevented have some root in basic, <laughs> really basic quote-unquote customer service, really basic human engagement. Listen to what this woman is saying to you. Believe what this woman is saying to you. Support what she's saying to you so that she can get the proper treatment that she needs. Um, that broke my heart. That really broke my heart to know that 60% of those deaths were preventable. That's a large number. Um, it's a large percentage, excuse me. Um, for a first world country that, you know, prances about the globe, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we rich, bitch. Like, when Nene hopped out that fucking truck. <laughs> Woo, Chile, the ghetto. But America's the ghetto, basically, because apparently, don't matter how much money you got, they still don't listen to your ass. Case in point, Serena Williams, um, two years ago in her interview with Vogue, when she was discussing her near-death experience, her near-death um, pregnancy experience, she was. She went on to say that um, she had complications the day after giving birth, uh, which seems to be much more common than is discussed. Um, but she she had underlying health issues that she was very well versed in. 
um, because there had been issues she'd been dealing with for numerous years. She explained to the, she got up. <laughs> when I read the story, I was just like, nah, I'm not getting up out the bed after giving birth. Um, she had a C-section, but nevertheless, always the more. Somebody get me a wheelchair, bling my shit out and roll me around this bitch. But she did not want to alarm her mother. So she got up and she went over to the nurse's station and advised them of the kind of care she needed. And she was ignored. Now, the article says that um, the staff thought, you know, maybe the medication had her a little bit loopy. Um, but I, I don't get high and turn into Doogie Hauser. <laughs> like, I'm someone who's been sick literally the majority of my life. I have been on an unreasonable amount of medication. Um, medication that makes me loopy, I tend to not even, I'll leave that shit alone. I'd just rather be sick. Um, but when I have taken medication that has made me loopy, it has never made me do e-hauser. I did not all of a sudden no medical treatments and I was just able to like identify what I need like yo I need a CT scan and I need this and I need that no medication has never done that to me so I thought that that was a cop out but you know it's vogue I expect I expect this type of shit um point but back to the point um she told them what she needed and they ignored her she told them what she needed and they did what they wanted to do. And when they did their own exams and didn't find anything, they tried to dismiss her again. She continued to advocate for herself. And finally, they did what she asked them to do. And lo and behold, uncovered blood clots in her lungs. In her fucking lungs. Serena Williams is rich as fuck. She's married to a man who is rich as fuck. Serena Williams is a fucking sports superstar. She's a global icon. And when it came to her health, she wasn't shit but a black woman. Period. Unheard, unbelieved, unsupported. That's how real this shit is. That even money don't change the situation. Take away the pregnancy. I want to say about 2013, 2014, um, I was at my then clinic and my primary care doctor had transitioned to another clinic, which was really just too far a commute for me. So I didn't have a primary care doctor there. Um, they were in the process of trying to bring new doctors in, blah, blah, blah. So the doctor that I am having my appointment with, I came in because I, I was in a lot of pain and um, I'm sitting with the doctor and I'm talking to him and I'm just trying to give him the, the key things that he needs from my health history because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know my health history. We don't have a rapport, um, which is I, I was so sad to lose my, my primary care, um, especially when you're someone who's had a... a an extensive history of health issues like I have, it is so, so difficult to really trust the new doctor because <laughs> they just don't know everything. And when you are in an environment where you don't feel like they listen to you and you don't feel like you're supported, um, it makes it that much more difficult to trust your doctor. Um, 
so I'm, I'm trying to give Buddy the high notes of my health history because I know he doesn't know. And and really trying to focus on why I, I why I came in as a walk-in that day. So long story short, he um, is telling me what he's going to prescribe me. And I ask him if it's an NSAID and he says yes. And I say, oh, well, I can't take that. Um, you know, like I mentioned, perforated stomach lining, um, you know, that leads, that could in that could cause me to have an internal bleed. So, you know, we've always stayed away from that. We stick more to like acetaminophen or just anything that's not an NSAID. So just, let's just not do that. Um, your man proceeds to tell me what he going to do. First of all, what he should have known since he was at this clinic in the Bronx is that you're not going to tell me what you're going to do. Bronx chicks don't play that type of shit, bruh. <laughs> That's not the time we on in this motherfucker. So I said, um, yeah, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take that. And um, he's like, yeah, this is like, this is going to be the best course of action for you. I said it, it might be the best course of action in general, but it can't be the best course of action for me because I just told you that I can't take those. So we're going back and forth. And like I said, at this point, I'm a, I'm a fairly new attorney. I haven't, I don't, haven't been an attorney a year yet. But I don't hesitate to let a motherfucker know I am one. So as we're going back and forth, I said, listen, I'm going to be really clear with you. I said, this is why people get sued. I said, I have absolutely no issue suing you from my phone. There's an app for that. Okay? Just got sworn in not too long ago. Really excited to use my bar card. Not until I dropped that little tidbit of information on his ass did he start to listen to me. Then it was, oh, let's let's look through. Um, he starts going through different screens in in my in my my um, patient profile. Now he wants to look through shit. Now he wants to discuss different options. Now he wants to talk about some shit, sir. If I didn't advocate for myself, you were going to put me on some shit that could have potentially put me in, in greater harm than I, than I walked in with. This is the shit that happens all the time. We have to be so vigilant in advocating for ourselves. And I'm not saying be an asshole and pull up with your WebMD fucking printouts. I'm not saying do that because that's some annoying shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is a really annoying shit. And honestly, it's... It's not helpful. Read your WebMD at home. Don't don't come to the office with your little printout like, you know, I had this symptom, I had that symptom. But if you are somebody with um, a health history, a complicated health history, you know, you know yourself, you know your body, you know what you're going through, you know what you've been on, what has worked, what hasn't worked. Trust what you know. Trust what the fuck you know and advocate for yourself vigilantly don't just let any old body tell you any old thing just because they're degreed advocate for yourself one thing I always say to my clients because lord knows the twitter university of law has given so many of you motherfuckers a jd and a bar card um I, I'm just sorry I missed the fucking commencement I'm sure it was lovely probably the largest graduating class of all time um but one thing I always tell my clients when they give me pushback about something I'm saying is feel free to look that up for yourself. Feel free to look it up for yourself. You come up with something different, let me know. 
you come up with something different, let me know. Bring it to me. I'm happy to have a cooperative conversation with you. Especially when I'm fucking right. <laughs> Especially when I'm right. Because I don't have a problem walking you through why I'm right. I don't have a problem listening to you and explaining to you why this may or may not be the best course of action. And you know what? If you did find something that I didn't, that I was not up on, I would gratefully take that information and then build on it. I don't, I don't have that kind of ego where me being right is more important than me doing what's best for you. And I know that doctors get a really bad reputation. Lawyers do too for being narcissists and being ego driven. Um, but you know, in my experience, a lot of these motherfuckers earned that reputation. <laughs> so I'm not going to hold you. Another thing I want you all to make sure that you do as part of advocating for yourself is making sure that you have an up-to-date health proxy. Make sure that the person that you are leaving responsible for your health is someone that you trust, someone that understands what you want, understands the kind of care that you want in the event that you are not able to advocate for yourself. Um, and that they will enforce that for you. You know, health proxies are a really, really important part of you advocating for yourself. Anything that you can set in place while you are able, while you're able-bodied and able-mind, you should do that. I used to tell my estate clients all the time, whatever you want to happen in death, put that shit in writing while you are alive. Do not trust that your favorite child is going to make sure that it happens. Don't trust that your spouse is going to make sure that it happens. You make sure that it happens. You put it in writing. You make sure that you advocate for yourself in life and in death. It is so goddamn important. Oh, I, like, I, I can't even... I can't even... Um, emphasize it enough because it really is that important. I mean, I had a client, I, I honestly can't remember if I mentioned him before, but I had a client who, I mean, like I sat with him. We even picked out his casket. Yes, a state law can be morbid, but we're not getting out of this alive. So let's plan ahead. Um, I, I mean, I, I walked through every aspect of everything with this man down to picking out his casket. Anything that you can plan for in your lifetime, get it done. Advocate for yourself now and later by doing it now. That is so important. Now, back to dealing with these doctors and medical professionals. You or we as patients, we have rights and we have entitlements. Don't forget that when you walk into a doctor's office, almost always, you will find the patient's bill of rights posted. You probably never even looked at that shit, read it, scanned it, anything. Google that shit. Read it one day when you're taking a dump. <laughs> Have some canned time reading and read over the patient's bill of rights because it covers some really, really basic shit that, should, like that some in some regards shouldn't even need to be said. But, you know, here we are. Like I said, some of those preventable deaths, um, underlying reasons were communication and support, you know? So 
These things are, are things that are itemized and identified in the patient bill of rights. Um, you also want to be like just very cognizant of the things that you are entitled to through your health plan. If you are privileged enough to have private health, um, private health plans, um, look those shits over, yo, because you probably got mad amenities you don't even know about and don't even use. If you are privileged enough to have state, um, a state health plan, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And this is for the uppity bitches in the room. Do not fucking like shun your, shun your head or look down on people that are on Medicaid or other state, state healthcare programs. Those shits are lit. I miss Medicaid. (laughs) Okay. I miss that shit. Those shits are lit. You get all type of goddamn treatments with that shit. They take good, good care of you. Especially in the great state of New York where I'm from. So, listen, social services are lit in New York. So, do not, you know, don't look down on people that have state-provided health care. The fuck? You ain't better than them. Hold your, you probably don't even got as good coverage as them. So, slow your ass down. Keep calm, Karen. Um, but, um... Find out what you have. You can call your customer service or log on to your plan's website and hit the chat and just ask them any fucking thing. You will find out that you have access to all type of shit. If you're someone that, if you're like me and you you really have like a complicated health history and you require several specialists, hit up your healthcare plan. Ask them if they have health advocates. Ask them if they have... Um, patient care coordinators. Ask them um, if they have community care coordinators because those people will be able to, one, um, advocate for you. Those people will be able to better help you navigate the wide spectrum of your medical network. Like It's very hard to sift through um, your your eligible providers and try to figure out who's the best doctor for you and, and shit like that. So it's Helpful if you can get someone that can help you navigate that process. You probably don't even know that that's a benefit for you. Um, you might have you might have the benefit of like transportation to get you to and from the doctor, and you don't even know that. Meanwhile, you sick fighting with the goddamn train system or the bus system or whatever, trying to get where you need to get. To your doctor, God forbid you need to get to a specialist. God forbid you you really um, a special case in this dialysis. I mean, those situations they kind of kind of have to handhold you through all of that anyway. So they set you up with stuff like that. But if you're somebody like me who has a lot of specialists um, and they're all on opposite ends of town, you might be you might qualify for like transportation services and things like that to to be able to get you to these doctors to get you the care that you need. But you don't know that. You don't know that because you never bothered to ask. The answer will be no 100% of the time to the questions you don't ask. You have to be audacious in your in your healthcare also. You have to like ask for everything. Come at that shit like an entitled ass white woman. Ask for every fucking thing. Let them tell you no. Assume that you deserve it and you're entitled to it. For those of us who are not as blessed with healthcare, now, especially now, now is um, the time to really 
kind of keep your ears to the ground. Now's the time to really lean into social services in whatever county you live in. Um, because with large health scares like this, this is an opportunity to get emergency coverage, right? You and you want to just, you want to use every, every opportunity to your benefit. Um, and that's not to say hustling the system or anything like that. Though I'm not going to knock you, do what you got to do. Um, if you don't have health care and you're able to get emergency coverage during um, times like this, do it. Do it and, and get as much care as you can during the period of time that that coverage allots for you. Do it. I Listen, put your pride to the side. Um, put your ego on the shelf. Get that little bit of free coverage that they're offering and go to town. Go straight the fuck to town. Now, with that being said and, you know, coronavirus being what it is, I would be remiss not to address it. And I think corona, I think this coronavirus um, hysteria is the perfect example of planned versus panic. Um, this era is so susceptible to panic because it's such a, a gone in 60 seconds era. Everything is so instant gratification. Everybody wants everything quickly. No one wants to do deep dives. No one wants to do research. Um, they just want to be spoon fed. So that that's why clickbait's that's why clickbait is effective. You put a couple of catchy things in a headline and people run with it like they just read half the fucking Encyclopedia Britannica. Meanwhile, they ass don't know how to wash their goddamn hands. Little sidebar. Yo, the number one thing this coronavirus hysteria has exposed to me is that a lot of you motherfuckers are nasty. Like, why the fuck y'all don't know how to wash your hands properly? Like, are you fucking serious? What were you cleaning with before? Like, why do you need to buy out the fucking shelf of Clorox wipes? Were you using them before? What were you using? Because, like, you didn't have none in your house? None at all? You didn't have none at your desk? Like, that's normal shit to me. That's regular shit to me. That's how I've always been. You can always find wipes under my kitchen sink when I worked in the office. You can always find wipes at my desk, especially during, like, flu season and shit like that. Oh, baby, don't even, you, you stop at my desk, hit that Purell, and stay in the fuck back. Don't talk directly over me. So, I'm just baffled at the fact that it's like you motherfuckers ain't even had no soap in your house until, until this hit. Like, y'all nasty as shit. Anyway, I digress. I digress. Um, so, the, the panic is, is so media-driven, and it's so easy to cause panic because motherfuckers just refuse to read anything for themselves. They refuse to learn anything for, for themselves. So just really quickly, um, one of the telebriefings that the CDC had last week, they, they said that there have been there are more than 500 cases of coronavirus in the U.S. Um, this is last week. I don't know what today's number is. Uh, today is the 14th of March, 
And I don't know what today's number is, but this teleconference was on the 10th of March. And at that time, there were there had been more than 500 confirmed cases of coronavirus on the continental U.S. Um, and only 19 deaths. And I don't say only lightly as if those 19 people don't matter. I say only in a quantitative um, in a quantitative form, whereas 19 deaths is less than 5%. Um, you can double check my math. I'm a lawyer, not a mathematician. But um, if you come up with more than 5%, you ain't a mathematician either. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, and when you think about the fact that there has been less than 5%, there's been 19 deaths overall from coronavirus. And we have lost like literally thousands of people a week from influenza. Like when you think about it comparatively um, and quantitatively, you can, it, it makes it much, it makes it much easier for you to understand how the media is causing a panic. And that's not to say don't be prepared. Absolutely, get yourself prepared. I, Like I said, advocate for yourself. Do what you need to do to make sure that you and your family are prepared. But know the difference between being prepared and being in a fucking unnecessary state of panic. So in this telebriefing, uh, the CDC rep goes on to say that coronavirus spreads easily Um so, you know, stop, don't be a nasty ass. Wash your, wash your fucking hands. Um, stand back when you talk to people. Like, just shit you should have been doing uh, to begin with. It's, extra, it's more dangerous and, and the people that are at higher risk are individuals over 80. Um, they said high risk starts at 60. Higher risk starts at 80. They said um, it's extremely dangerous for the elderly and people with a compromised immune system and compromised respiratory systems. I'm waving my hand right now, you guys, because that would be me. That would be me. I have a compromised respiratory system. I have my entire life. I am not panicked. I'm not bugging the fuck out. One, I'm not nasty, okay? I'm not fucking nasty. And two, I don't like fucking people, so... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if you talking to me and you too fucking close, I might just walk off mid-conversation anyway. <laughs> Respect my goddamn space, man. You ain't got to be in my damn face to say what you need to say. Send a text. Um, but I'm not panicked because I understand that viruses happen. I understand that the same way we treat ourselves when we contract the fucking flu um, is shit that we need to do. God forbid this occurs. I understand that even though I am in the higher um, risk population, that there are a lot of things that I can do to keep myself from falling victim to this. Right. Um, so the CDC went on to suggest that people who are at higher risk, that they stock up, you know, like groceries and, their medicines and everything that they need, not because they wanted these people <laughs> to stay in the house. 
they asked these people to, they suggested that these people or my population and co, they suggested that we stock up just so that we don't have to be in crowded places like supermarkets during this time. Like do it all at once so that you don't have to be going back and forth to the store because you'll be in these crowded situations when you already are at higher risk than everybody else. Get it? Not buy out the fucking shelf just cause. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with some of y'all? Especially people who are in, in places that are not even fucking quarantined. Like, slow your ass down a little bit. And, and stop being so fucking selfish. You're not the only person that need fucking Clorox wipes. Your fucking neighbors need it also. Like, I see people posting that, that fucking, um... That meme or whatever you want to call it, like, oh, you know, I'm not concerned that I may get it, but, you know, somebody else that, that I come to contact with might get exposed or some shit like that. Well, your fucking neighbor ain't going to have no fucking wife. That's why you may, y'all all may end up with it because you bought all the fucking wipes. And now when you talking to fucking Betty in the hallway, like, girl, I can't believe all this shit's going on. Betty got it because you bought all the fucking wipes. Betty ain't get no wipes. She didn't get the wipe down her fucking desk. Her doorknob. Also, a lot of you motherfuckers don't wipe your doorknobs down. I found that out from coronavirus also. Y'all are really fucking disgusting, yo. Wipe your fucking doorknobs. Yo, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all mad nasty, B. Stop being nasty. <laughs> Stop this shit. Like, if we don't get anything else from this, I really hope that this makes a lot of the nasty people cleaner. Like, I really do. Um... But but back to the point, you know, CDC gave out that suggestion to try to keep people like myself who are at higher risk from needing to engage in large grouped areas, not what you got from the media. The media got everybody like, buy everything now because you're not going to be able to leave the house Meanwhile, many, 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 like the vast majority of communities are unaffected. That is not my opinion. That is as per the CDC. Now, as somebody who buys in bulk regularly, also, P.S., I bet all you motherfuckers that used to laugh at me in law school for buying in bulk ain't laughing now. <laughs> I bet your ass ain't laughing now because I wasn't pressed when shit started flying off the shelf because my house was already stocked. It always is. Um, but as someone who buys in bulk, I'm not knocking nobody for buying in bulk. I support it. Honestly, it's cheaper. Go to BJ's, Sam's, Costco. Live your best life, sis. Buy eight goddamn million rolls of toilet tissue. Lord knows I do. Um, I think I'm like down to my last 24 and I'm stressing. <laughs> so as somebody who does buy in bulk, I'm not knocking anybody for buying in bulk. I'm not knocking anybody for stocking up you know, God forbid um, you do end up quarantined. You do want to make sure that you have enough food for you and your family. But this shit has gotten excessive. It's It's gone way beyond making sure you have what you need for you and your family. It's gotten to the point where people are just buying shit out to resell that shit on the streets. Amazon is selling fucking Lysol for like $40, $60. Like we're treating, we're treating like bare necessities. Like limited release J's. We're reselling necessities. Yo, you know how fucking savage that is? How selfish that is? That shit is crazy. Like, you have to be 
diligent. You have to do your due diligence when shit like this happens. First of all, we all know the cycle. It's going to come around every election year. Every election year, just start shopping in bulk at the top of the fucking year. Expect some shit to break out the Petri dish and to land in a heavily populated place and expect it to get on a plane and expect it to land in our backyard. Every year. Every, I mean, not every year, every election year, every damn presidential election year. So we know it's coming. You know the cycle. Do your due diligence. Find out what is really going on. Find out the difference between what's being sensationalized as to what is actually being reported to medical professionals. That That's going to make the difference in your approach. That's going to make the difference in you being panicked and, and bringing panic into your household, which honestly just brings about more stress and further breaks down your immune system, thus making you even more susceptible to the one thing you think that you're, uh, you're protecting yourself from. Do your due diligence, find out the difference. You know, the media is reporting very heavily on the amount of people that are, that are um, infected, but they're not reporting how many people are recovering. They're not reporting how small the mortality rate is. They're causing this hysteria where you feel like if you got it, you about to die. That is not the case. Or, or it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. And in vast majority, in the vast majority of the cases, it won't be the case. So don't let the media cause so much hysteria and panic in your life that you start to act like a fucking nut job. Don't allow it. Be diligent. The same way you advocate for yourself with your doctors, the same way you advocate for yourself with your health plans, you have to advocate for yourself and your family with what you let into your house, with what information you allow into your household and how you, and how you use that information in your household. You know, and I'm not saying turn the TVs off, even though I, I definitely, I don't, I don't fuck with the news at all. I like to read my shit on BBC. I don't want to hear any of that sensationalized news bullshit. If I, if I'm tuned in to like, um, if I'm tuned in to Fox, I'm clearly at some fucking restaurant that's playing it because that shit don't get no burn in my house. But <laughs> if I'm watching like MSNBC, um, or CNN, it's probably because somebody whose opinion I really fuck with is on, and it's not like some general news story. Like it's not like ABC News or NBC News um, and shit like that. Like I don't watch that. I just I just don't. Um, I I find very little value in it. It's like tabloid to me. Um, I really try to stick to like um, what I consider viable source news. Um, when it comes to things like this, like massive health pandemics, I definitely first go to CDC. Like, they are my first stop to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, depending on the origin of the goddamn pandemic, I will also go to the World Health Organization to see what they have to say. But my first stop is almost always CDC. So, you know, advocate for your family in do by doing due diligence by being smart on what information you bring into your household, what kind of energy you bring into your household. And then also just be a responsible fucking citizen and neighbor. Don't fucking clear off the wipes. Other people need them. Also, buy some soap. 
I'm really perplexed at people preparing to be quarantined that are not buying soap. So you're in your mind, you setting up for the zombie apocalypse, right? And you're going to buy all the fucking steaks in, in, in the freezer. All the steaks, you got to have them. Probably ain't even got no fucking deep freezer in your house, right? But fuck it. You need all the steaks. You got to get all the steaks. So now you bought all the steaks out. You bought out all the Clorox wipes. You bought all the goddamn ass tissue because you got to have all the ass tissue. And then you didn't buy no soap. So you, you just going to smell like ass and steak? <laughs> Yo, make it make sense. I just, I want us, especially as women that are matriarchs in our family, um, whether you're a parent or not, you might not even be the oldest sibling, but you might be the matriarch in your family because you got a sick older parent and you're the most responsible of all your fucking siblings <laughs> or, you know, you're just the most responsible in your family. So you're designated the matriarch. My mom is the youngest girl of all of my grandmother's kids and the second youngest of all her kids, period. And when my grandmother died, my mother was instantly the matriarch of our family. So it's not even that you're the oldest, but you're the responsible one. So you, you know, us as black women and as matriarchs and, and just as people that other people look to monitor how you behave in situations like this because a lot of people are following your lead. A lot of people are following your lead. And so whether you know it or not, when you advocate for yourself, you're also teaching other people how to advocate for themselves. And when you don't do due diligence, when you don't educate yourself on what's really going on, and when you fall prey to sensationalize um epidemics and pandemics and, and everything else and every other fucking demic except for academics um you you lay that blueprint for the people that are watching you and then they do that also they follow suit and that's how you get this domino effect of fucking stupidity the, the shit is i had to go to the supermarket on friday on friday and i know that shit sounds small but it's not small like i like to go to the supermarkets on Sunday, while the church crowd is still at church. Why? Because I get all the fresh shit, everything just came out, and the supermarket isn't crowded. I had to take my ass to the supermarket on Friday because there would have been no food left. I needed groceries, like my regular weekly haul of groceries. There would have been no fucking food left because people are going insane, and I also needed to pick up my 8 million thousand prescriptions. That, that, honestly, that was why I went to the supermarket. I went to the supermarket to get my meds. When I walked in and I seen the droves of people that were in there clearing shit out, I was like, I got to get my food now because if I wait, I might not be able to fucking eat because these people are acting insane. These people are really acting in fucking sane, you know? And so, like I said, it sounds petty that I'm complaining that I had to go on a Friday, but... Me having to go out on a Friday put me in the middle of the exact situation that the CDC was trying to keep me out of when they asked me to, not me personally, obviously, but when they suggested that my population uh, try to stack up, I mean, stock up on stuff so that we don't need to be in the super, in the crowded supermarkets, I end up dead smack in the middle of that bitch anyway. Dead smack in the middle of that bitch. Why? Because if I didn't, I probably would have fucking just been hungry for a week. Because y'all out of control or 
eating McDonald's every day because Lord knows McDonald's ain't closing for shit. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> McDonald's ain't closing, the Chinese restaurant ain't closing, and the liquor store ain't closing. Those are three motherfuckers you can rely on. <laughs> anyway, before I let y'all go, I just wanted to share the key facts that um, the CDC posted on their um, coronavirus link. And it's one, that the disease can make anyone sick, regardless of race or ethnicity. Um, so try not to be a racist asshole. I've seen a lot of fucked up shit online. And I appreciate... I've seen a lot of um, Asian people that I follow. Some are entertainers. Some are people that I know from various points in life. Um, but I see a lot of them showing empathy to the way black people are treated in America all the time. Because they're getting they're getting treated like shit right now. The Asian population is getting treated like, you know... If they fucking breathe, all of a sudden, you're going to drop dead. Like, if they breathe on you, you're going to drop dead. Which is fucking absurd. Um, but I've seen a lot of them just really showing empathy. Like, you know, be cognizant of how you don't like how this feels. Because this is how they feel all the fucking time. And I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. So, you know, one, the disease can affect anyone. Um, two, most people are really at seriously low risk of contracting it. Seriously low risk. Like this is what the CDC said. Most people are at seriously low risk. Um, three. Someone who has completed quarantine. Or, or who has been released. From isolation. No longer poses a threat of infecting other people. Okay. Four. Wash your fucking hands. Like Do the little things regularly. You should wash your hands all the time. All the time. Like, that's why I got mad little lotions. Because my hands be gray as hell. Because I wash them all the time. I got prune hands. And I'm okay with that. Because my fucking hands are clean. <laughs> you come in from outside. Wash your hands. Like, you sneeze. Use a tissue. Toss that shit out. If you don't have a tissue. And you did end up sneezing in your head. Go wash that shit. Like, what? <laughs> why does the CDC need to tell you to wash your fucking hands, man? Fuck. Wash your hands. Nasty. And five, learn the signs and the symptoms so that you can be vigilant, you know, in the event that you think that it's coming, that you're having it or someone in your space is having it. Um, and they identified fever, coughing, shortness of breath, and bluish lips. With all of that said, you know, we need to know ourselves we need to we need to advocate for ourselves. We need to know our rights. We need to know what we're entitled to. We have got to do our due diligence so that we can be properly prepared. I know that a lot of this is shit we don't talk about often. I am in enough circles to know that these are conversations we don't have often. Um, and I'm just telling you that we got to have them. These are things that... that we got to be prepared for. These are things that we need to do. We owe it to ourselves. Anyway. I don't know what you got planned for today, sis. But I plan to have me some bubbly and a good burger off the grill. I hope that you are planning to have a bomb-ass Saturday, too. Until next time, sis. You have a good one. <laughs>